Hello, this is Daryl Castle with today's Castle Report. Today is Friday, June 14, 2019. And on this report, I will be talking about a subject that's very dear to most of us. Yes, human sexuality is, the, is kind of important, but right along with it. In terms of importance is human civilization. The degrading of human sexuality is just one of the many termites eating away at the foundations of human civilization. Obscenity and pornography, both tools of the termites, are perversions of the sexuality given to humanity by God. Sexuality, when used as a destructive weapon, is very effective because it appeals to our base and uncivilized nature. Civilization is, in fact, far too important for those of us who remain civilized, who have turned it over to a bunch of uncivilized people to set the agenda for us, the agenda under which we must live, but that's apparently what we did. We have about 2,000 years of civilization behind us with all its achievement in science, music, art, literature, architecture, and yes, even religion. This civilization that we call Western, our Christian civilization, has that name because it was the creation of the church and Christianity, the very foundation of Western civilization, the same one. The termites are eating today was the creation of the church. Many of the things we used to take for granted but which now seem quaint or even backward, such as respect for and protection of women, grew out of the Catholic tradition of devotion to Mary, the mother of Jesus, the art, literature, music, architecture, etc., that followed was simply an expression of that faith, human sexuality, and especially the treatment of women is the obvious best weapon to use in the war on civilization and in the order of being a good example today would be a bill the Democrats call the Equality Act, which should tell you that it has nothing to do with equality. Instead, it is an attack on Christianity and the tenets of Western civilization, a bill was recently passed by the House, but probably doesn't have much chance of passage in the Senate, so hopefully we will escape its threat for at least a while. In the House, every single Democrat plus eight Republicans voted for it. The legislation would add sexual orientation and gender identity to characteristics protected by the 1964 Civil Rights Act. The LGBTQ community is a top priority for Democrats, as Nancy Pelosi said, so they're willing to place these draconian measures on the rest of us in order to buy the votes of that community. The act would require high schools to allow biological males to compete on girls' sports teams if they identify as female and are in the process of becoming a transgendered person. At the last minute, an an amendment was added to preserve Title IX and women's sports, but the Democrats, the party of women, soundly defeated that amendment, Title IX, which requires equality for women's sports on the high school and college level, was a hard-fought battle nearly 50 years ago, but the Democrats in the House today just throw it away as if it means nothing. They misnamed their bill the Equality Act, I suppose, to obscure the fact that it deprives a large portion of the population of legal protection and of equality. Sexuality used as a weapon is not a new thing at all. We have 
to go back about a hundred years to see the actual beginnings of the long fight to take away the community standards which allowed individual communities in America to regulate and prevent what they deemed to be obscene for their communities. Little by little, film by film, the battles were fought with the pornography industry unwilling to ever concede defeat, but always just taking the fight to the next level. The real and final battle began in the early 1970s with the court struggles over the Paris Adult Theater cases and the Deep Throat cases. Paris Adult Theater cases arose out of Atlanta when the Paris Theater was showing two movies deemed to be obscene by the Atlanta District Attorney, and he brought the obscenity charges and asked for an injunction. The case went all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court, which said there was no First Amendment right to show movies deemed obscene in that particular community, even if the audience was restricted to consenting adults, as was the case in Atlanta. The Paris adult theater cases never seemed to stop. Memory tells me there was still litigation at the Supreme Court level in the 1990s. Obscenity cases and individual communities' efforts to establish standards were very prominent when I was in law school in the mid-1970s. One of the lawyers prosecuting those cases lectured for a while at my law school. He said the tactic of the other side was to always present experts who would look who would say, look, all smart people feel this way, and if you don't feel this way, well, I guess you're just ignorant. So he went to the same university where that expert was. That was UCLA. He went to the same floor of the same building, and he found an expert with the same qualifications. He said, no, no, not all smart people feel that way. I'm smart, and I don't feel that way. So neither side gave up the fight, but eventually the side favoring release of obscenity into American life prevailed and pornography became mainstream. In the early 1980s, the movie industry tried to disarm its opponents by promising to self-regulate. Out of that self-regulation evolved the Motion Picture Association of America film rating system. The first film to use it was Red Dawn, a futuristic film about a Russian invasion of America. Red Dawn got the first PG-13 rating which was supposed to require strong guidance for the attendance of children under 13, the self-regulating system, still exists today with most, most films getting either a PG-13 or R rating, but those getting a G rating always seem to do well. Many people saw these obscenity cases as the efforts of people to gain more freedom in their lives, but little did we know they were really just efforts to destroy civilization as it existed at the time. I'm not saying that all pornographers were out to destroy civilization. Most of them were just out to make money from people's base nature. But I have no doubt that the driving impetus and much of the funding came from the barbarians at the gates of civilization. The obscenity cases were eventually all lost, so communities including mine, set out to attack the pornographers in different ways, like they did Al Capone. Instead of obscenity charges, they attacked them with criminal charges of racketeering, drugs, prostitution, money laundering, human sex trafficking, and so on. These charges were very successful. Many people went to prison for long sentences. Along came the Internet and destroyed all the arguments and all the protections established 
Over decades of battles, the Internet solved the controversy over communities' right to regulate obscenity because it could not be regulated locally. It was available to anyone. People portrayed on your computer or on your child's smartphone could be operating from anywhere in the world. They're free to degrade, dehumanize women to their heart's content and pay them for it, for any level of degeneracy that can exist in the minds of humanity, the only thing out there that is forbidden now is child pornography. Even that is so widespread it's almost impossible to stop child sexual abuse and exploitation is the ultimate degradation, the bottom of the barbaric destruction of civilization barrel, as well as the inevitable result of the degradation that pornography brings. Many fine people devote their lives to fighting it, but many not-so-fine people in high places devote their lives to participating in it. The sexual exploitation of children appears to be a rite of passage for such people. Once a person has reached that level of degradation, he is easily controlled and blackmailed by others. Many just live for today, pay little if any attention to the future of the film industry, and also the media in general as well as the corporate giants promote the new modern version of civilization, that version is an empty, hollow existence that depicts family life as dull and oppressive but encourages perverse forms of sexuality and drugs as an alternative to fill the void. The future is devoid of meaning. There's no need to think about what will happen to our children if we have none. Why not eat the seed corn right now instead of planning for next year's crop? The attitude is hard for any civilization to survive. Living just for today without an interest in the future beyond the lifespan of each one of us, which the children will inherit. It's sure death for the current civilization. Those who daily attack the foundation of civilization have been very successful in destroying our spiritual lives as well as faith in anything outside ourselves. This is all degrading soul-destroying to the individual. Something must numb the pain, whether pornography, some other pervasive form of sexuality or addictive drugs. The good news is there are always plenty of people willing to encourage and fill those needs. That's the darkness of humanity, the darkest side of the human personality. And since I said earlier that civilization currently being destroyed was formed by the Christian church, think about the issue of control in this way. God sets the order of being for us. He told us all about it in his word. If there is no God, however, as we are continually reminded, then we are no different than the animals. Rather than being uplifted as created in the image of God, we're lowered and degraded to the status of animals and are therefore easy to control with the modern version of bread and circus. Finally, folks, civilization-destroying barbarians have already raised their flag over the great capitals of Europe and have made great progress here in America, but seeing their flag flying over America would be the infinite sadness. So we fight on, at least that's the way I see it. Till next time, folks, this is Daryl Castle. Thanks for listening.